I'm Jan Ditchfield, and I went from frustrated corporate business consultant and serial entrepreneur to the CEO of a thriving online business. But it wasn't an easy journey, and after many missteps and moments of massive self-doubt, I finally found the secrets to get past my roadblocks so I could build the business of my dreams, one that helps others to do the same. I created the Hey Spark Plug podcast to share with you these easy-to-follow strategies and frameworks that will help you take your dream from spark to launch. If you are a professionally driven woman or a first-time entrepreneur who is looking to understand how to build a business which allows you the lifestyle freedom you want, then this is the podcast for you. Ready? Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. And today's one is a little bit different. I actually had a different episode recorded that I planned on releasing today. And I decided kind of at the last minute that I was going to record this one instead to put out for a few reasons. One of the reasons is that right now I have a lot of students, uh, my graduates from the Side Hustle Academy, who are launching their businesses. And uh, a lot of them are going to market. I had a couple go out last week, a couple are going out uh, this week. And it got me kind of thinking as well, because we've had a few things happen within the group with some students who are actually pivoting their business before they're taking it to market. And it really got me thinking kind of about the idea of the pivot, but the emotional aspect of the pivot, not so much the business aspect and the decisioning behind it, but the emotional aspect of it. Because the common thing that I keep getting hearing from my students when they say, you know, I, I'm going to pivot, I think it's time to pivot, I think I need time to pivot, is it's usually followed by, I screwed up or I messed up, or I didn't do this right. And I'm always going back and saying to them, you didn't mess anything up. You didn't screw anything up. You did not make a mistake. You're not a failure. Recognizing the ability to pivot a business before you take it to market, or recognizing that you need to pivot a business while you're in the market space is a sign of incredible business acumen. So I wanted to actually to share today one that's a bit more personal. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about my own journey um, of pivoting my business over this last year. And I've made, I made some big changes in the last year. And uh, I've officially in 2019, I started doing my soft launch then. And it was focused then at that time on helping women be able to re-enter the workforce after taking time off to have children, which is kind of like a far away uh, point from where I am now. And when I first launched my business, it was called Rise Mama. I had focused a lot of effort into building out that business plan. I had done a ton of market research. I really understood who I was talking to and what I was trying to do. And I was really passionate about the business that I was building. So I did my soft launch in, uh, it was December actually of 2019. And then I hard launched in January. And then just as business was really picking up for me and I felt like I was getting somewhere and I was really excited about it, uh, COVID happened, the pandemic hit. And the repercussions of it on my business were massive because I went from having a business where I was focused on helping women go back to work to suddenly watching women either losing their jobs or quitting their jobs because they had to stay home to take care of kids. So my market was just like, it was gone. COVID stole my market from me just as much as it stole jobs from so many, way too many women. Um, And I kind of sat there and watched it happen. And I was like, oh my goodness, 
what do I do with this? How do I figure this out? And there were some lean months. Like I'm going to tell you really honestly, there were a couple of months where I was like, this is not going to work. I am going to have to put this business to bed. I'm not going to be able to make this work. Um, There were months that I sat and I said to myself too, you are a failure. You screwed this up royally, Jan. Like you, you knocked this one out of the ballpark when it comes to poor timing and things that you just couldn't really work your way through. But one of the things that did come out of it was that I had women coming to me and saying, you know, Jan, um, I know that you've done a lot of work with me in the past about talking about my resume and that, but can you teach me how to start my own business? Because you that's what you did, right? And it is. It's what I did for 20 years. I spent a, a 20-year career in corporate uh, retooling and fixing businesses that were struggling, raising money. Uh, I've seen it all. I have seen it all. I have done it all. I wore the hat and burned myself out quite particularly well and decided that like this wasn't the life I wanted anymore but I love business building it's something I have always loved it's something that um, you know we all have that thing that sparks us and for me it's building business and building really good business so when I had people starting to come and talk to me about this it was actually a pretty natural progression to say yeah for sure I can definitely teach you how to do this so I put together this free conference and I brought in women in all kinds of different fields to talk about entrepreneurship and at-home businesses and not at-home businesses like network marketing like at-home businesses where you're actually building your own business, like you are your own boss, you are the CEO, you are in charge of your wealth and your development and understanding the the importance of what it means to have business acumen and business foundation in place. And I always encourage women, like build your own business, do not build someone else's, build your own. That's, it's a scarier thing for sure than being handed like a business in a box kind of idea, but you're going to go way farther with that than you ever are going to be able to do when you're really focused on trying to help someone else's Um, help someone else gain wealth instead of you focusing on gaining your own wealth, using your own skill set. So I digress from what I was talking about. But during that time, I put the conference together and really started to see, you know, this is something that's going to be viable. I feel like I'm able to use my skill set in a way that I'm proud of. I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about business development. Like, I just know what I'm talking about. It's it's from years of doing it. And there's a real level of comfort with it with me as well. And also, I'm really passionate about this topic. And I'm passionate about seeing women succeed. So Rise Mama made a massive shift. Like, I shifted the business right away into saying, I'm going to focus this instead on, you know, helping women build business, good business, smart business. I saw a gap in the market space and I moved the business. And if I hadn't have done that pivot and hadn't really said, you know what, the plan A is not working. Plan A is not working. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm not going to be able to make plan A work. Would plan A have gained steam again at the end of the pandemic? Most certainly. I think I would have been beyond busy when the pandemic ends and all of a sudden everybody's trying to get back to work. But I couldn't sustain it in the meantime, so I had to shift. And that wasn't a failure. I don't view that as a failure. At the time, I had some moments where I was like, oh boy, like I said before, I was like, you know, you you definitely botched this up, Ditchfield. But 
taking the time to really sit down and be able to say to myself, this is all about the business. It's not about my feelings and shifting it was most certainly the right thing to do because it gained traction. And I started gaining traction really, really quickly. And then I started losing traction in other areas. And I think there's always times that you're going to look back and hold some regret for something that you've done in your business, or you make a decision at the time that you think is based out of business. And really it's based out of like that personal thing. And for me, I made a decision to be able to, you know, look at investing in building relationships with with people who were perhaps more in the demographic than I was in because of the fact that I, I'm like, I'm not an, a millennial. So in my target, most of the women I work with are kind of in that millennial age group. Uh, little gen, Millennial Gen X are a little bit of boomer, but it's kind of really in that millennial Gen X space. And for me, I held a lot of insecurity walking in and saying like, hey, here I am. You know, I'm this 40 something year old woman who's going to come in here and be like, I'm one of you. And I'm not like I, I don't do reels. I'm not a like TikToker. I don't get on and uh you know, cute little outfits and I've never done blogging and I just don't have that influencer space. Like it's never been something that's of interest to me. And I respect people who do it. Definitely huge respect for them who've built out really amazing followings and what have you. But my business model has always been completely different. It's really been based on core business foundations and my students know it. Um, if you've been following for you for a while now, you know it too. It's what I talk about all the time core business foundations. Um, But I felt a really huge level of insecurity walking into the market space and thinking people aren't going to look at me and want to do business because I'm going to see me as some old fart who's not fun and, you know, kind of out there and hip. So I found ways to bring in um, partnerships to offset that insecurity instead of actually thinking about is this a smart business decision? Like, this is going to advance my business instead of it being something that it was based on fear and insecurity. And so, and and that was another pivot there, right? So there was a big pivot that came at the end of that relationship. And um, I moved into my own space as myself and stepped away from my brand as Rise Mama, uh, put Rise Mama to bed. And I came out at the uh, fall. It was in September, I believe, so the end of September, as Jan Ditchfield. And uh, this is the first time I've ever run a business because I've had a few uh, nonprofits in the past, a few for-profits as well. But I've never run a business under my own name, ever. And it was scary to step out from behind like that branded title of something else and be out there and be so exposed and, um, you know, so public and sharing stuff, things that are so me. And it it was scary. But that pivot that I made away from saying, okay, I'm going to take Rise Mama out of the space it originally was in. And now I'm going to take Rise Mama and I'm going to put it to bed and I'm going to just be Jan for once in my life. I'm just Jan now. Jan Ditchfield, that's all I am. And it was the best decision I ever could have made because it put me in a place, yes, it was frightening. And yes, there were a lot of stressful days. Like I will be very honest, there was humongous stress with that last pivot. But if I had not have done it, I would not have found my footing and I would not have grown as quickly as I'm growing now because I'm me. And this is, I'm selling myself. I'm selling my knowledge. I understand my customers in a way that's really rich and really deep because I took the time to invest in knowing them and shifting my business to help them, not shifting my business to help myself. Yes, of course, I need to pay my bills, but the business has never been about me. And anytime that I've made a decision 
that was a personal decision within it, that's when I floundered. That's when I was like, Jan, stop thinking from a point of insecurity and stop thinking from a point of imposter syndrome and stop thinking from a point of uh, thinking that you can't do what you know you can do and getting out of that headspace because that's when I made mistakes. But when I sit and think about my customers and I think about what they need and I think about what I have that I can provide them to be able to reach their goals and gain traction in the things that they're passionate about, that's where I always found success. So this podcast is just a little love letter to my students who have been sitting and thinking I have failed. My pivot was a bad idea. Uh, I should not have done this. Or my first business I built was was a failure. It w- I should never have done it. I say to you, you have no failings in any of this. Everything you built before this pivot was beautiful. And everything you are going to build from this pivot will be equally as beautiful because pivots are not failures. They are a sign of tremendous business acumen, which you all know you possess. So if anyone needed to hear this message today, just keep that in mind. Business acumen and pivoting go hand in hand. You are doing a really good job and keep going. So a little bit different than I normally do. This one was a bit more personal, uh, stepping out of my comfort zone, trying to share some things that are a bit more behind the scenes that have to do as well of things I've learned uh, and mistakes that I've made and uh, things that I'm actually really proud of that I am happy to share that what works. Um, So one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is today I just opened up enrollment to my free masterclass that I'm going to be teaching over a couple of weeks this month in February. And you can get access to it at janditchfield.co forward slash masterclass. And I'm actually going to be teaching on the don'ts. Uh, I've spent, again, 20 years watching really smart people make the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. I may have made one or two of these as well in my time running businesses, but I'm going to show you the five mistakes that you're going to make in your first year of business and how to avoid them. And I think it's really interesting because most people always talk about do this to be successful and do this to be successful. And I'm going to say, don't do this in order to gain success. Like these are the things that I see. I can, I can see people doing it when I watch things coming out that are new. Uh, I see a lot of really young entrepreneurs jumping out and making a lot of these mistakes. Um, and I really want to drill down on how to avoid them. So that you don't spend your first year spinning your wheels because your first year of business is like is the most important year. You're going to get your traction in year one. And I don't want you to waste your time on doing things that are going to stop you from being successful. So I'm going to show you what those things are and show you what to do instead. So I'd love if you joined me. You can grab your spot again at janditchfield.co forward slash masterclass and uh, grab your seat in there. It's really great. Plus, I have a really fun free bonus if you join me live. Uh, I always teach live. I'm a big believer in live. I get to answer questions in real time. Uh, and I love I love teaching. I love teaching live. So you always kind of get the best of me in that space. Um, so thanks today for joining me. I really value you very much and always appreciate when you show up to listen. And uh, until next time, Spark Plug, keep building something magical.